Welcome to the Medical Sales Certification Podcast. This is Colby Wood. And on this podcast, we take a deep dive into medical sales and in particular, orthopedic medical sales, where I do my best to share with you everything that I have learned up to this point and document really the day-to-day sales calls and meetings and interactions I'm having so that you can learn from my experiences and hopefully help you become more successful in your career as well. So without any further ado, please enjoy today's podcast. What's up, everybody? This is Colby Wood with the Medical Sales Certification Podcast, and welcome to this episode. And what I wanted to talk about today is how do you protect the business that you've won already? Uh, How do you keep out the competitors? What do you do when customers or or when your competitors are going to your customers and trying to take business from you? Um, And I had uh, an example of that happen today, and so I figured it'd be a good good time to talk about it. And, um, honestly, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen in this, uh, in this deal, but over the coming days and weeks, I guess, uh, maybe I'll share with you how this goes. And obviously I can't give you the whole story, um, uh, as I'm sure you can understand, but what I can, I'll, I'll do what I can as far as sharing how this situation is going to play out in real life. So you can kind of see what, what, what it looks like in real time to kind of be battling for business in medical sales. So uh, hopefully it's useful. And um, anyway, so the situation that I am finding myself in today is we've got a customer who uses our allograft tissue in surgery. So uh, primarily allograft tendons, you know, anterior tibialis, posterior tibialis, uh, B2B, Achilles grafts type, those types of graphs for sports medicine. So ACL reconstructions, MPFL reconstructions, uh, labral reconstructions in the hip. So those are kind of the common procedures that they're doing with these graphs. And um, we've, we've had this business for a couple of years. And what happened is uh, the tissue bank that we use there, that we are the distributor for, uh, the materials manager at the surgery center messaged the kind of inventory coordinator, the lady that she orders tissue from uh, at the tissue bank. She sent her an email today saying that she was approached by another tissue bank and that they are offering a lower price for her allograft tendons, uh, in particular the pre-shaped BTB tendons. And so um, there's this essentially what we're finding ourselves in is apparently she's been quoted by this other tissue bank at about $500 less per graft than what they are currently paying from us. And so that's, that's essentially an outline of the situation that we're in currently and what I found myself in or the, the situation I found myself in today is, you know, essentially battling for the business that we already have that we've had for a while. And how do we keep the business when we've got a competitor coming in and offering a lower price. And um, so naturally, I thought that this subject would be a useful conversation to bring in and, and do a podcast episode about. And chances are it might be a couple of podcast episodes over the next couple of days and weeks. Um, but I think the, you know, the first thing to understand in sales is this is never going to end, okay? Anytime you're in competition with somebody else, 
you're always going to be fighting pricing and you're always going to be fighting other competitors in the market going and talking to your customers trying to take the business that you have right i mean unless you've got a truly differentiated product that nobody else makes then you're going to have somewhat of a protected business for a period of time but that's only going to last until somebody like if you're that successful with a certain product you're going to find somebody else that's going to manufacture or develop a similar product and start trying to take your business so you know the competition, the fighting for the business, that's never going to end. And, and certainly, you know, it's the day-to-day of what we deal with in medical sales. You know, whether that's you sell total joints for a company and you've got another company coming in, you know, you know could be selling directly to your surgeon or they could be talking to the facility that the surgeon operates at and says, hey, we're going to give you a lower price on these joints or, you know, it pick, pick whatever product you want. Um, what's going to happen inevitably is that your competitors are talking to the surgeons that you work with and the facilities you work at and offering alternative options at better prices. And so how do you protect that business? What do you do? What are the thoughts that you need to be thinking about? What are the steps that you can take, uh, et cetera? And so that's that's kind of where my head's at in this podcast. I want to share, share with you kind of where my head's at in this deal, and hopefully it will be somewhat... Um, somewhat helpful for you to think about when you are in that situation as well. So uh, what I would say first and foremost is that if you are, let's say you don't already work for a company um, and you're just listening to this podcast, maybe you want to get into medical sales or something like that. There are a couple things you have to think about in business and in sales and in your career and choosing the products that you're going to sell and the companies you're going to work for. You know, there's you can have a commoditized product. You can go into a commoditized market, right? That exists all over the place. And there are a lot of companies and sales reps and business people that do well in commoditized markets, right? Um, the, I think the obvious uh, business or businesses to think about in that space would be somebody like Walmart or Amazon, right? They kind of battle it out in the commoditized market space where the whole objective is where can I find the best price for this product? And I don't care where I need to look. I don't have a relationship with the person that I'm getting it from. I just need somebody to get me this product at the best price. And there are people that make obviously gazillions of dollars doing that, right? Jeff Bezos is, um, well, he's going to lose some of his fortune due to uh, promiscuous activity, but he's still going to be probably pretty good, pretty well off. Uh, if you guys don't know, he is getting a divorce with his wife and she's going to be taking something like 32 billion, I think. Um, regardless, you can make a hell of a lot of money in commoditized markets. And in the same way in medical sales, there are plenty of products and companies that sell products that are more or less commoditized. You know, they're, so a lot of the day-to-day use items, a lot of the standard surgical supplies, a lot of your uh, drapes and gloves and gowns and headgear, and there's, there's an infinite number of products and product categories that are more or less commoditized. And what you're looking for in those environments, really it comes down to price, comes down to contracts, it comes down to uh, distribution and service. So 
Who's going to get me these products when I need them? Who's going to have availability when I need it? Are they going to have backup options for me? What is the price point that I'm paying? What is the contract that I'm on? Do I have a rebate program at the end of it if I use X amount from them, right? A lot of that comes into play when you're selling those highly commoditized items. And that's one way to approach it. So if you're thinking about, uh, you know, medical sales as a career and you don't have a position at your you're not sure what you would like to do within medical sales, understand that that's one route that you can go. So you could sell some of those more commoditized markets. So if you're good at, um, you know, developing some of those relationships or you're good at setting up contracts, or you're good at understanding financing, or you like to sell to the C-suite or materials managers, and maybe you're not as strong in the, you know, one-on-one sale with a doctor, that might be a good option for you. Um, and there's obviously, there's no right and wrong. It's just whatever you're going to be best in. But understand that that's going to be very much a, uh, a price-driven game. So, you know, in this situation that I'm in, they've, I've got a customer that is approached by a competitor saying that we're going to save you $500 plus per graft that you're using. And so now I'm in a situation where how do I compete against that? Because sure, the easy thing to do is just drop your price. All right, fine, I'll match the price. But now we make less money. Now our margins shrink. Now our commissions go down. And while the customer obviously needs to save money, quote unquote, um, or they're looking to save money, you, what you don't want to do is just get in a race to the bottom, at least in what we do. So when we're talking allograft tissue, that I think the the frustrating piece from my perspective, candidly, in being in that market is that a lot of our customers think that it's a commoditized market, but it's more so a lack of education on outcomes, on processing of tissue, on who, who and where you're sourcing the tissue from, and that the quality of the tissue has a big impact on outcomes, on surgical outcomes, on revision rates. So, um, you know, in that market, we are a much less commoditized product. And so kind of the flip side of it, if you're thinking about, you know, getting a, which products you want to sell, you've got those more commoditized products, but then you also have uh, non-commoditized products that you're going to have to do a much better job selling. You know, you're going to be looking at the features and benefits of your product and you're going to be selling against a competitor and you're you're going to be saying, well, it's worth it to pay more for us because of this or that or, or what have you. So understand that, I think first and foremost, looking at the landscape of medical sales, you've got a couple options there. Do I want to be in a highly commoditized market or do I like the one-on-one sale to a doctor, to a physician, to a, you know, uh, I guess to a materials manager and OR manager, etc.? where I am outlining the features and benefits of my product and I'm selling against the competition and I'm trying to bring as much value as I can outside of the product itself as well to justify buying my product at a premium or at a minimum justify buying from me if the price is the same. And so, you know, those are kind of two different avenues that you can go down into or that you can be in in medical sales where you're in a more, more commoditized market or a less commoditized market. My perspective, my opinion, my thought, it's not that one or the other is right or wrong, but I personally do better or would like to be in, a, in an environment where I've got a reason or I've got an angle 
that I can pitch my product or service. I can go to somebody, go to a customer that's getting offered a better price from somebody else, and I've got an angle to present them on why they should buy from me. And it's not just because it's me. Like, that is important. Sure, I want to be selling me because I want them to buy from me. I want to have the relationship with them such that they don't want to buy from somebody else. They respect me. I give them good service. I help them out with anything that they need. They can ask me questions outside of my specific product category, and I can give them advice. You know, I want to be that resource for them. I want to be able to challenge them in in a productive way and so that they want to buy from me. But at the same time, I also want to be able to have some angle that I can pitch my product because I want to be able to find a way to differentiate what I'm selling versus what they're going to be offered by a competitor. And some companies do that better than than others. Some company, and, and candidly, every every single company, to some, every single company to some extent is going to have their differentiating features, or at least what they're going to tell you as the rep. You're going to say this because we're going to try to communicate that this is what differentiates us as a company, or this is what differentiates our product. And so you're going to have that at some level, regardless of who you're working with. But from an objective standpoint, I want to be able to say, here is why you should be using us. Here is why our product performs better. better. Here is why it's worth it for you to pay a little bit more for us. Because I don't want to get into a race to the bottom with our customers and with our competitors. Because then if they're only looking at it, the only, if, if the only variable that your customers are looking at in regards to who they're going to use is price, you're going to be in a really tough situation. So that's why you, regardless whether you're in a highly commoditized area of medical sales or a non-commoditized area of medical sales, what you've got to do as the rep is figure out how do I differentiate myself against the competitor? How do I provide more value to the customer than what my competitors can provide? How can I educate myself on my product and my competitor's product enough that when this type of situation happens, I can go back to them with real hard data that says, here's why you should be buying from us. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to get it every time. That doesn't mean you're going to hold them off every time. That doesn't mean that you're going to be able to charge $10,000 more than your competitor. Everybody has a break-even point where, you know, it's, it's worth it to buy your product at some level, but then above that point where I'm paying a premium, it's not worth it. Everybody has that. The question is, How do I communicate that to the customer? How do I get them to see it that, okay, yes, it is worth it to buy from you. Yes, it is worth it because you're bringing this to the table or that to the table. Or I can see now the data clearly shows that you have a better product option than the other guy who's pitching me. Because you need to equip them as well, right? Like the people that are buying, and and let's just take this situation as, as an example. Sometimes you're selling to a surgeon directly where you're saying here, this is why you should be using my product because it does this for you and it does that for you. And you're selling to the end user and the person that actually has to take care of these patients. And so it really matters that outcomes are kept at a premium, that you're focusing on the patient at all costs, that the patient is gonna do better because of this, or they're gonna, this is a better value option than what you're currently providing because of this, right? So that's one way. but. But in this scenario, at least up to this point, I'm having a conversation with a materials manager who is not the end user of the product. And so it's, you're going to find that it's going to be a little bit more difficult to pitch your product 
to somebody that's not the end user. If the differentiator or the key differentiator or differentiators, plural, are that you're going to have better outcomes with your product, it's going to be the way you have that conversation with somebody that's not the end user, who's not taking care of the patient, is going to be different than the way you would have that conversation with the actual physician who is doing the surgery, who's who's going to be seeing that patient next week, next month, next year. And if anything goes wrong, it's going to be on them. You know, that's so it it it, it makes things a little bit more unique and difficult in some ways. Um, but it certainly is going to challenge you as a rep to figure out, all right, how do I communicate with how do I how do I differentiate my product? How do I build value in my product such that this person is willing to see, OK, yeah, it's worth it for me to buy from them. And uh, that's essentially where we're at at this point. I think one of the key things you need to think about, and this is what I uh, what I accomplished, at least thus far in the in the process is, number one, she was approached this materials manager manager. She was approached by a company I had not heard of, a tissue bank I had not heard of. And so I immediately pulled them up on Google, you know, went to their website, tried to find out as much about their company and their tissue bank as I could. I said, all right, this is when they were founded. This is what they provide. This is where they're located. This is the type of processing that they do for their tissue. This is the outcomes that they may have or may not have. This is the clinical data that backs up the use of their products, etc. And so I'm doing a lot of you know, recon essentially on a company that I haven't heard of before because I'm trying to figure out, all right, how am I going to position our product against this company? Because I don't want to walk back in there and say, all right, yeah, we're going to give you $500 off. That doesn't add value and it doesn't develop or strengthen the relationship with the customer. If all that I'm doing as the provider of this tissue is being the person that they go to whenever they want a discount on pricing, I'm not actually adding any value. A lower price doesn't actually add value to the customer. What the customer needs to know is, why am I going to pay extra for you? Why am I going to pay a premium to use you instead of somebody else? And a lot of it is education and confidence. Like, okay, yeah, we're going to pay extra for you. Why? Tell me why. How can I justify that we're going to pay a premium for your product over somebody else's? And that's what I was essentially trying to outline today. All right, here's why you should do it. Here's what the research says. Here's what they do for tissue processing. Here's what they do for where they get their tissue from, the organ procurement organizations they work with, et cetera. And then I'm outlining this for this materials manager and said, what do you know about this for them? What do you know about where they get get their tissue from? Can you tell me how they process their tissue? What I see online is that they process process their tissue this way. The research shows that doing it the way that we do it has better long-term outcomes. And then I also figured out, all right, well, who, which doctors in your facility are using these graphs that you're trying to ask for a discount on? Because what I'm trying to do is, okay, I don't know yet in this scenario, if the doctor went to the facility and said, hey, I would like to pay less for these graphs. Will you please go find somebody who we can get them from at a lower price? Did that happen? I don't know. I don't know yet. That's one option though. Option number two is they looked at their spend irrespective of what the doctor had said to them. The doctor may not have come to them and requested that they go find a better product at a, or a, go find a better price for the same product. 
it could be that they just looked at it and said, well, maybe we should go into the market and find if uh, find other competitors of who we're currently using and see if they'll give us a discount of, off of what we're currently paying because we're spending X right now and we'd like to spend X. So it could be coming from them, meaning that it could be people that are not the end user who are essentially generating this, uh, this problem. <laughs> we'll call it a problem. Um, who are generating this problem for us saying that they're going into the market and trying to find better pricing, or it could be the doctor. I don't know at this point. So I ask, all right, well, which doctor is the primary one using these graphs? And she tells me. So what that puts me in a position to do is I have the pitch that I can make to the, to the materials manager who is not the end user of the product. And in a lot of ways, you know, especially with allograft tissue, You've got features and benefits of the way that your tissue is processed, where it comes from, outcomes measures, etc. You have a lot of clinical data, peer-reviewed data, that you can fall back on to justify why somebody should use your product. But you've got to also understand and be, be totally honest with yourself. Somebody that's in that position is not responsible for the long-term outcomes of this patient. So what they're looking at is more from an economical standpoint. All right, well, how much are we paying for these graphs? How much could we get them for in the marketplace? Can we save money in this area? Why would we be spending more to use somebody else? Is there anything that our current vendor, our current provider of tissue is giving us that we wouldn't get from somebody else? Are we, is there shipping and handling charges? Would the, would those charges go up or go down if we went to this new customer? What about backup tissue, etc.? And so those are the type of questions and uh, in areas where we need to touch on with them from the standpoint of a materials manager and trying to figure out, all right, what are her needs? What are her desires? What are the things that we're going to focus on in trying to keep the business that we have through her? But then we also have to add in the fact of we've got an end user here, a doctor that may or may not be involved in the process of trying to find this tissue. So it could be that he doesn't even know that the surgery center he's working at is going out and looking for new providers for tissue. You know, it could be that he's just totally in the dark. But at the same time, it could be that he went to them and requested it. We don't know at this point. So what I'm going to do now is I've got to connect with the doctor directly and have that conversation. Hey, doc, we understand this is happening at your surgery center. You're looking at other tissue options. You're trying to save money on these graphs. Totally understand. Are you are you aware of that happening? Oh, yes, I'm the one that requested that. Or, no, I'm not. I didn't realize they were doing that. What I've got to get down to with a doctor is, can I position my product in a way that he wants to use us? Can I justify paying a premium for us? Can I give him clinical data that says, this is why you should keep using us instead of going to somebody else? And candidly, this is a doctor that I don't have a strong personal relationship with. It's somebody that's, honestly, he's just been difficult to, to really connect with and really develop a strong relationship with as a rep. And just, just because, I don't know, maybe, I've, maybe I suck at it <laughs> at times, but uh, it's it just been difficult to develop that, that one-to-one connection with him. So I don't have the same relationship with him that I do with some of the other doctors where I could literally walk up to them and say, hey, dude, stop messing around here. Don't use somebody else. We'll figure it out. You know, what, let's make this work. You don't want to use somebody else. Use me. I support you, etc. I don't have that, that relationship with him yet, but 
but we have a decent enough relationship where I can go to him and say, Hey, look, the customer, your, sorry, the account you work at came to me and said this, it's important that we maintain your business. I want to keep your business. Your business is important to us. Let's figure this out. But let me tell you why you should be using us over them. Let me tell you a little bit about what I found out about this tissue bank and how that differs versus the tissue that you're getting from us. And let me, let me lay out a game plan for why it makes sense for you to pay a premium to use us. And essentially what that's going to hopefully do, and, and I guess we'll find out over the coming podcast episodes, is I want to keep our price point at the same, right? Like I don't want to drop my price. But it may come to the point, I don't know yet, that we have to reduce our price a little bit. I don't want to go all the way down $500 because that's a significant decrease in price, a significant decrease in revenue for the company, and a significant decrease in commissions. But I also have to respect the fact that, especially in a surgery center setting, it can be difficult to use allograft tissue because in most places they don't have, from a reimbursement perspective through insurance, they don't have a carve out for allograft tissue, meaning that they can't bill out to insurance that independent piece of tissue that was used. Essentially what's happening in, in most surgery centers, and it's the situa- situation that they're in, is that they get a bundled payment, meaning that if they do an ACL reconstruction, the insurance company is going to pay X for that ACL reconstruction. So whatever that reimbursement number is, they have to keep the cost of that case under that number or else they're going to be net negative doing that procedure. They're going to lose money doing that procedure. So it, we have to be cognizant of being able to provide a product that keeps them in a, in a range where they can still not be losing money, at least, doing those procedures. But anyway, it's, it's feels like somewhat of a difficult situation that we're in where, you know, now the complexity of selling in, you know, the medical sales world and in a highly competitive environment is, you know, this is at least one example that I can hopefully share with you over the coming days and weeks. And I'll let you know kind of how this unfolds and, and hopefully be able to give you more details and maybe it'll be useful for it. Maybe not. Maybe, uh, maybe we're going to lose the business and, I'll tell you I suck, or (laughs) hopefully we keep the business and everything goes well, and I can share with you kind of how and why we did it and what happened. Um, But my, I guess my hope is that you'll be able to see from a firsthand perspective what it looks like competing for business and what it looks like trying to maintain business that you've already gotten and what your competitors are going to be doing to try to take the business you already have. So um, anyway, let's Let's call that good for this one, and hopefully I can share more with you in the coming days and weeks. And um, yeah, thank you guys for listening to this episode. We'll see you on the next one. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Medical Sales Certification Podcast. And as you know, we give all of our content and training away for free. So it would really mean a lot to me if you could subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review. And if you thought that this episode in particular was helpful, consider sending it to somebody you know who you think could benefit as well. Thanks again, and we will see you on the next episode. Bye.